What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And a lot of people think it's wrong to bug people but I mean, I email him every week. <laughs> like, if he didn't respond one week, then I email him Monday of the next week, and then yeah. maybe Tuesday of the next week. But I'm gonna email him for sure. Yeah. And I think that persistence, that drive, and just showing that you really value what you want to do, that's what really landed me in my internship. And for students in high school, or for people early in their career, like early in college, I think they can't get into an internship. You never know until you do it. The answer is no. But if you ask, the answer is yes or no. So that's real. If you don't ask, the answer is no. If you ask, the answer is yes or no. Yo, so one of the most popping roles, most in-demand roles, most secure roles, most best paying roles in tech is cybersecurity. I think uh, cybersecurity, in, in my opinion, is one of the three roles that I would love to do outside of just being a sales engineer. It's a really dope sub industry in tech. Of course, as we've had dope guests on before, like Tay on Tech, uh, Boyd, Clueless, and others that have addressed the fact that cybersecurity is not a job, but more so an entire sub-industry in tech. We've covered those things, but with it being such a demand, such a high-paying role, one of the questions that tends to come up is, hey, yo, is there an age barrier to being in cybersecurity? Or there being just a variety of other questions that come about. Well, the guest that we have today, Romani, is a prodigy in cybersecurity, 19 years old, making huge waves in the industry, not just being in tech, not just being in cybersecurity, but actually giving uh, giving instruction, information, and assistance with others that are looking to be in cybersecurity or tech. So, uh, Romani, thank you so much for being here with uh, Tech is the New Black. I'm excited, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bro. So, 19 inside, not even just tech, but in cybersecurity, because that ain't no play play stuff in tech. Yeah, you know, I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna name any roles that are play play stuff, but cybersecurity ain't ain't no play play stuff. So, bro. Let's just jump into it, bro. Like, what were you doing before being in cybersecurity and what led you to getting in cybersecurity in tech? Well, I've actually always been in cybersecurity. It's a funny thing. Um, in sixth grade, I was uh, making exploits for games. Yeah. So I was looking at how the game communicated on the user side to the server side. And from there, I kind of started just breaking it. And it was until my friend came up to me. And he had a laptop, but he said he downloaded Kali Linux on it. And mm -hmm. Kali Linux is just a suite of hacking tools, hacking anything from Wi-Fi to phones, making payloads. And I just fell in love. So it wasn't really like um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I just think it was the right place, the right conversation at the right time. And from there, since middle school, saved up, got a better laptop, was able to run Kali. And I just kept on doing it. I got to high school, took a cybersecurity class, went to college, got my associate's degree in cybersecurity. And the path just kept going on. 
You know, I'm I'm noticing a parallel. Uh, the first cybersecurity guest we had on, who's a he's a friend of mine now. His name is Chris G. And Chris, he had a story where very similar. Like he was younger, playing video games, and and started like finding ways to like hack people he was playing against yeah. or do, or do <laughs> things to them. And it was like it's like yo, that's actually really crazy. And I'm really starting to realize that as much as parents might be against their kids playing games all day. It's like, yo, if they, you know, being parents like Chris G's or or realizing that they have children like yourself, it's like, yo, there's an opportunity here for, yeah, they could play this game, but while they're playing this game, I could, like, invest in them learning other things while playing this game that could set them up for their future. Do you yeah. think, I guess in your opinion, do you think that's a thing? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's where a lot of the creativity comes from. Yeah. Because originally in fifth grade, I thought I wanted to make games. So it yeah. started really young. Um, and then ever since my mom always started taking my PlayStation away, I only had my laptop. Yeah. So, you know, that's where that's where really the money was. It was just like learning how to, you know, learning just how to mess with people at the end of the day. You know, it starts young. You know, creativity and curiosity is what's really going to drive you, especially getting into an industry like cybersecurity. Um, it's just you need that creativity and that drive and that curiosity at the end of the day. Yo, so that's fire. So. So you so you technically been in cybersecurity to some degree, even if it wasn't working a job since you were like much younger. How did you actually get into the or how did you step into working in the industry? So uh, my junior year of high school, we had a dual enrollment program. Mm -hmm. So I spent half of my high school day at a cybersecurity class. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that was like one of the biggest milestones for me because it was the first time I was in an environment where people genuinely want to do the same thing as me. Mm -hmm. uh, so from that, I had an opportunity to uh, get an internship at Cisco. And so with my internship at Cisco, I actually interned for two years. One was paid, one was unpaid. So the second year was paid and my mentor was in Cisco Talos. And he told me like he put a lot of game out about like how corporate cybersecurity works how being in the industry, how that can impact things. And I'm the kind of guy that finds gems in any conversation I take. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. If you spit some gems, I'm always going to remember it. And so from there, it was kind of just like, I'm just going to lock in. Uh, I got my CompTIA Security Plus. And while I got my Security Plus, I was actually working in an IT job. So I got my first IT job when I was just turned 19. Yeah. Um, and I was a network technician. And so okay. I'm running cables, installing stuff. And from there, um, I actually am looking to accept an offer for a cybersecurity position pretty soon. Yo, that's super, super fire. Super fire. So so you've been doing cybersecurity work forever. CompTIA Plus, Security. You said Security Plus or Networking security Plus? Security Plus. Okay, Security Plus. Uh, so those are, are really good things to look into for those of y'all that want to grow your knowledge and show that you have some knowledge um, leading into cybersecurity. Uh, but... Bro, you quadrupled your income, so you you doubled your income and then you doubled it again. Mm. And so, like, how on one end, how did you do that? And secondly, do you believe that so far that you've gone a smarter? Because I mean, you're, you're still 19 right now, yeah, right? Which is which is wild. I think I think you're you're the youngest guest we've had on the podcast. <laughs> so we've had people on who are yeah, you're the youngest guest we've had on the podcast. We had uh we've had people on IG Live that were 20. But you're the youngest, but also not just the youngest who's like, oh, somebody who's new to the industry. You still have been in, you've been in the industry technically longer than I have, uh, which, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is really dope and really cool. So why would you say, so one, how did you quadruple your income? And two, 
Do you believe that this is a smarter route than going to a traditional four-year college and trying to just get a, a job? Okay, so I my first income jump was I used to work at a sub shop. So when I got my first internship and it was unpaid, I was like, all right, cool. But I know that the actual interns that are running the program are paid. Yeah. So that's what I work towards. I work towards getting that. So I moved after my internship. I didn't want to work at a sub shop no more. So I worked at a shoe store and I think that I was getting paid $9 an hour. So when I had my second internship, my pay double. Right. And yeah. I was like, OK, on top of that, I had a sign on yeah. bonus. I didn't even know you get a sign on bonus as an intern. So oh, that, that blew my mind. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yo, you get a sign-on bonus as an intern. Y'all better look into that. Yeah, so I had I had my first sign-on bonus for any job. And once I finished that internship, I went back to making $9 an hour. I was like, Ooh. nah, I can't. <laughs> I was like, nah, that can't happen. So I just work. You know, I actually, when I was studying to get my security plus, I kind of took all distractions out. Um, I left my Discord server with all my friends. I muted all the group chats, and I really just locked in. And yeah. I, I started reaching out to people. And when I got my job as a network technician, uh, they were paying me 15 an hour. I said, mm-hmm. is that just training? Or And they are like, yeah, you pretty much move out of training as fast as you can. I said, bet. Yeah. So <laughs> I was out of training in a week. So <laughs> oh, he said, look at the split. I'm getting out. Yeah, so I went from 15 to 20. Um, within, I'd probably say, another two months, three months, um, they're talking about going ahead and giving me another raise. So pretty much net, like now I probably make around $30 an hour at 19. And the way I think of it is kind of like, you know, it's not the craziest thing, but in reality, 19 years old, what yeah, do I really got thirty. Gotta, that's sixty thousand a year. Nineteen yeah. years old. That's more money than the average American makes right now. So, like, already you're set. And one thing I want people to to realize, uh, and I, and I would love for you to kind of like speak to this more. Network. That's still a very entry level in cybersecurity. So it's like that isn't like a a, a mid tier senior level role. That's like entry level. So we're speaking sixty k. Nineteen years old. Entry level role. Whereas the opportunity to scale is just is dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a lot of people say like anything with a technician in is going to be entry level. But that doesn't mean they're not paying. Yeah. Um, a lot of entry level roles are still paying more than like some of the teachers. Like no hate on teachers. I love teachers. You know, yeah. they do a great Let's job. Let's be real. But yeah. Like a lot of entry level IT roles are paying more, if not the same as the teachers that you just. Yeah. Teachers that with. have been tenured, that have been yeah. there for a while. And to speak on the other point about going the traditional four-year college route, I never knock anybody for going to college. If you have the opportunity, I think you should. But my opinion is that you shouldn't go to college just to go to the college for experience. When you're going to college, you have the opportunity to network, talk to people. You have internship opportunities. If you're not capitalizing on what you're spending all that money for, then there's no point. And it's kind of the same thing with boot camps. It's like if you're spending all that money on a boot camp and you're not leveraging it, leveraging what they're doing for you, and you're just paying there to learn, I mean... You can learn for free almost anywhere in IT. So you got to utilize what they're giving you. You know, it's so crazy that you say that um, at 19 and we had a we had an event recently uh, back in December, our our, uh, podcast in the sky. And one of the guests who's on there, he's a principal. He's a principal engineer. He's done sales engineering, cybersecurity, software. He's been in the industry a long time. And. He was sharing how he was talking about college and he said, yo, the value of college, he literally said what you said. So it's crazy because he's he's in his late 30s, early 40s Mm -hmm. and he's principal level, been in the industry. He said, yo, the value of college 
is the networking. He said, yeah. he said if, you, if you're going to college just to party, go to class, just get your degree, he says, then college is a waste of money. He's like, but the value in college is to build a deep network, deep connections. You know what I mean? For four years, you know, you get to know so many people, especially if you're gravitating towards the people that you see are killing it mm-hmm. and are, are going to do be successful and do successful things. You can graduate college and be in your early 20s and have a network of highly successful, highly driven people. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, that. That's the value prop with college today outside of just the information because the information you can get the information almost anywhere now mm-hmm. hey y'all we have some incredible incredible news and i'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community yes yes you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're going to be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you want to be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're going to be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. All right, bro. So where do you, so I already kind of spoke to like the opportunity to scale in cybersecurity, but I would love to know just what are your goals? Like, what are you planning on doing in the next five to 10 years, whether in cyber or just in this industry overall? Well, for me, so the same technical school that I met all my friends at and I went to in high school, I actually go back every year to mentor them. So I've been mentoring them for about three years now. Mm -hmm. So I'd say within my next five to 10 years in cyber, being able to accumulate that knowledge and spread it, I feel like that's my big goal, especially with like minorities, like women in tech, um, black and brown people in tech, just being able to let more people know because where I grew up, it was kind of like, you know, people had to do this or do that in order to make some money. But mm-hmm. you could do the same thing if you lock in for 90 days or 60 days. People get certs in a month, you yeah. know, lock in, get a cert, do a boot camp. Some of these boot camps self-paced, you know, if you do that, you can do a boot camp, get done in three weeks if you really lock in and spend your time. And then you can make the same amount of money that you was doing. And I feel like in the next five to 10 years, I want to be able to have that experience, have that network and have that voice in the community that I can really let everybody know that this is what you could be doing, especially yeah. in cybersecurity, which is a needed industry. Yeah. So. Bro, so you're talking about some people that you've mentored and things like that. What are just you don't have to share all the gems right right here, but just would love for you to just share like some of the tips and and advice that you've typically been able to give people uh, who you've mentored with getting into this industry. So I have a pretty funny story because um, a lot of people think, you know, I'm 19. You know, I don't really got the, I guess, know how to, to maneuver it. But somebody that was in the class at Grayson Tech. 
um, they had their dad reach out to me. And so he called me. He's like, you know, I work construction. I do so and so. I'm looking to get into tech. My son told me about you. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Your son told me about me. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. And so what I told him to do, I asked him where he was and in his career and why he was transitioning. He told me why. I said, okay, well, what I want you to do is try to get a certification. I told, I gave him a list of five certifications. He said he wanted to get a security plus. And so his experiences in project management. And now within, I think, two months, he contacted me back and said he got a security plus. What next? And so I said, why don't you start looking for IT project management skills? I promise you within the next 30 to 60 days, he got a, I think a security project management or some kind of project management role in IT that was making $98,000 a year, which is 40,000 more than he was making in construction. And I think that was, I think that happened late last year. That was one of the big things I was like, you know, I feel like I can do this. Yeah. Man, no, and I definitely believe that. And it's, it's so crazy how, and I have a lot of older uh, people reaching out to me, and I'm, I'm not 19, so I ain't gonna like try to play it like, <laughs> like my experience is the exact same. But when I have people reach out to me that are in their, in their 50s, some in their early 60s, and they're looking to get into the industry, it's, it does sometimes break my heart because I'm like, there are people who've been in industries, whether they're teachers, whether they're in real estate, whatever it might be, where it's like, yo, they've put so much time and energy and studying and resources into this industry where it's like they've topped out at maybe 60, 70, 80K mm-hmm. versus, you know, some people. And again, we're, we're not speaking about shaming anybody or shading, but really speaking about like, man, just how unfortunate it is. That I know that some people that are that are watching, um, that are going to be watching this when it airs, are going to be looking at you, and some of them are going to be in their forties and fifties, and they're going to see you nineteen years old, and they're going to be like, "Man, like he's, you know, he's stepping into a 60 k salary at nineteen years old. That's an entry level role for him." And it's like, by the time he's twenty five, he's going to be making, you know, uh, a quarter million plus, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. So it's like on one end, you know, that it's it's unfortunate. But on the other end, it's like there's clearly an opportunity that's here. And I think it's dope that someone like yourself, that you're giving back, that you're not just being like, yo. And also, you're not waiting to give back because mm. some people want to wait until they're at the top of Mount Everest in the industry to then try to give back versus you. You're like, yo, I, I have a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to show you all everything I know so y'all can get in here. And um, I think that's man, that's that's really dope, dude. So uh, hats off to you for that. I would love to to know. Um, and also everybody uh, who are in the Patreon community, make sure that y'all are uh, posting y'all's questions in here. Also, we'll, we'll uh, try to address some of the comments because I see some of the comments y'all are dropping seem to be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty long and lengthy. And we definitely want to address those as well. <laughs> uh, but Romani, bro, would we'll, we'll love for you to just talk to what your applying and interview process has been like. Because I'm mean, again, you're 19 years old. I'm sure you probably started maybe around 18 when you started applying and interviewing and all those different things. I mean, you did an internship, then a, a non-paid internship, then a paid internship. So reality, that kind of sounds like almost 17, almost when you, uh, <laughs> when you first started. So like, because a, a lot of people hit us up that are like, yo, I have, a, I have a child, you know, they're in high school, they're a senior, they're a junior, or, you know, they just graduated high school. Will a, will a tech company hire them? How can they get in? So, bro, can you speak to what your experience has been like navigating that at your age? All right. So I'll definitely work backward on that. Um, so the once I got my associate's degree, I got that in December. Um, and it's kind of like talking about that work that nobody likes to talk about. So mm-hmm. I actually have an Excel sheet with every job I applied to. And so it's right there around 300 some lines. And so I've pl- applied to almost 400 jobs and I've only heard back from a couple of them. 
And what's interesting about it is I've actually heard back from a couple that said I was overqualified. Um, oh. One actually said I was too expensive, and that blew my mind. I was, I was like, I mean, okay. Yeah, some companies, out, some companies out here try to be real cheap, and I tell yeah. people avoid, avoid the the cheap tech companies that trying to get like talent is going to make them a lot of money or save them a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they don't want to really pay for it. Yeah, and so getting into my first tech job is kind of like I'm a real talker. So if I see you doing what I want to do. Why wouldn't I talk to you? Yeah. So it's kind of like somebody walked into the shoe store to install some, and I said, Hi, I'm Romani. I've done this. I'm in cybersecurity. Let me do your job. And they were like, are you for real? I said, yeah, I got a whole spreadsheet. I can tell you the, the color code for the Ethernet cable you're running. He said, all right, cool. I'm going to give you the manager. I'm going to give you the number to my manager and the owner of the company. And so yeah. just being able to, to talk to people, that's what landed me my first tech job. The internship's a different story um, because now you're going in blind. And I always like to talk about people going in blind because people think once you send that application, it's over with. Like, you're just now waiting for somebody to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case. So when I first heard about the internship, I we had a career fair coming up. Mm-hmm. So it was Cisco. So I went straight to the Cisco table. I said, hey, you guys are having a summer internship. I'm Romani. What can I do to ex- like make my chances better? Yeah. And so... So this is, this is at a tech event? Uh, this is at a career fair at okay, my technical fair. school. Okay, cool. Yeah. So... And the the guy that was there, he's like, you're very assertive. I said, well, I have a goal in mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got his email. And a lot of people think it's wrong to bug people. But, I mean, I email him every week. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he didn't respond one week, then I'll email him Monday of the next week. And then yeah. maybe Tuesday of the next week. But I'm going to email him for sure. Yeah. And I think that persistence, that drive, and just showing that you really value what you want to do, that's what really landed me in my internship. And for students in high school, or for people early in their career, like early in college, I think they can't get into an internship. You never know until you do it. The answer is no. But if you ask, the answer is yes or no. So that's real. You don't ask the answers. No. If you ask, the answers yes or no. Yo, those are those are <laughs> that's that's such a like a, a dud thing. But it, I think that's something that people really overlook. And yeah, the, man, there's extreme value in in people being bold. It's like yeah, you, you nag people, like nag them, be like, hey, I'm the person that you spoke to X, Y, Z. I have mm-hmm. a, I have a couple friends that that they were offered some great opportunities in tech by someone, whether it was at a, a tech event. Well, both stories, both times were at tech events. They met someone, one of the friends, they they met the person when the person was like really drunk. Because <laughs> some some tech events, it be, it's like a big party. Yeah. So they met the person, the person was really drunk, but they really had a connection. And the person was like, oh my God, take down my information, take this down, take that down. They're like, I'm going to set you up with this person. I'm going to connect you. And it was a great opportunity. And the person ended up forgetting all about them entirely. Mm-hmm. And the person was like kind of almost seemed like they ghosted them yeah but that friend was just adamant they were like no I, I know that we had a great connection i know that we had talked through a lot of things so they kept reaching out kept reaching out and then finally they got through to the person and then the person apologized and the person said yes yeah, someone there reminded me of you because they saw us talking for a long time and they were like man they said uh they said they reminded me of you they said i went through my emails and i realized oh you've been emailing me so it's like yeah to that point nag people remind people mm-hmm. of what it is because i mean 
I mean, it's like, yo, how bad do you want to be in this industry? Some some people are able to kind of get in pretty smoothly, but it's like that's not going to be the case for everybody. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, do what you need to do to get into this. And I'm I, nothing crazy. Don't do nothing crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but do do what you need to do uh, to get into this industry and to and to scale in this industry. It's like no, we should drop the whole pride or the ego of I'm not going. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother them. Like, bother. Yeah. It's like worst case scenario, either one they're just going to keep ignoring you, but really, if you keep nagging them, they're going to respond. And like they'll probably be like, okay, look, you keep res- hit me up. You're very serious about this. It takes two seconds to forward a resume. Yeah, literally just click the resume, forward it to the whole recruiting department, and they'll probably leave. You probably okay. I forward your resume to the whole recruiting department. You hear back. Uh, so that's probably all you need. Yo, I've never <laughs> thought about that. So not even just to a recruiter, but to the recruiting department. Yeah, like the whole HR. I've had people say, like I've had people CC me on emails that says HR at company. Say, I sent your resume over. You're you're a very persistent person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm very persistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think um, tech companies love about that is, especially bigger, like a company like Cisco and others, they get so many applicants, so many people want to work there, but most of the people are people that are just kind of just applying everywhere, uh, which I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's like one of the ways they filter out someone being serious is your level of, of persistence. So I think there's a lot of value in that, especially if there's a company someone really wants to work at. I mean, my, I have a homeboy who's in, um, he's a manual QA uh, at, it used to be MailChimp, but still technically at MailChimp, but MailChimp mm-hmm. got bought by uh, Intuit. Mm-hmm. And so he he applied something like eight or nine times for the role. Yeah. And um and it took him about two years and he got in. He It was way before I was in tech. He and I were doing security together at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to get in tech. I'm trying to get in tech. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then like he got the job. He left. The, the security company so quick and it was our friend's security company he was mm-hmm. like look i don't care i got to go i got this and i'm and he's been killing it since then yeah my my big thing with that is like even though yeah you can say like i applied to 400 jobs i actually went back on that list looked through the companies that interested me the most and i connected with three people on linkedin from every company and people oh, smart yeah people think it's like so weird like sending out random connection requests but i mean it says you can add a note so why would it be weird i yeah. just reach out i say you know i'm reminding i'm doing cybersecurity. i apply for a position in your company would you like to reach out not everybody has to reach out but with anything in life all you need is one yeah that's the truth i love how you, you mentioned that it's like yo i applied to 400 companies only heard back from a few of them i told people people are like you know, oh, Cyrus, you know, you got a job in two months after doing a boot camp. And I'm like, yeah, I was rejected by over 300 companies. Yeah. Like, I applied to well over 300 companies, received crap ton of rejections. And then I only got offers from three companies and only two were offers that I even thought were pretty decent. And I chose one of them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, you only really need that one. And honestly, I, I told myself I was going to give myself a year. I was like, yo, I'm going to give myself a year after this boot camp. I'm going to... I, I said a year and 10,000 applications before I give up. <laughs> I ended up hitting it after just, you know, a couple months and three, a little over 300 applications. But it's like, I would, if I hadn't have gotten in tech yet, because I've been in for a year and a half now, I would have given up. Maybe, maybe not. I would have given up, at least given up, like aggressively trying to get in probably about October, September of last year. Mm. And it's like, of course, I ended up getting in the, the the year before that. But it's like, man, I and what's crazy is that I didn't even know how dope this industry was. I knew this industry was dope. Mm. But getting in, I was like, oh, I would have fumbled big time <laughs> had I like yeah. threw my hands up. 
And so sometimes I see people that whether they went to college or they did a boot camp or whatever, they try for a few months and then it's like they're not really like serious about it. And then it's like they throw their hands up and I'll see them, you know, in, in no shade, but I'll see I'll see those same people just get a some regular job somewhere and they'll post it and I mm-hmm. just put my my head like my I'm like, bruh, you gave up on getting into this industry? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. But I mean, I I get it though. Uh, I definitely get it. Yo, so cybersecurity is one of the most, if not the most, in-demand roles in tech. It's really incredible, high-paying career, as well as a type of career that companies do not let go of those that are in cybersecurity because they desperately need those that are in that role. Now, listen, y'all. A lot of y'all been asking us for months, yo, what's the best cybersecurity boot camp? Should we do this one? Should we do that one? Listen, there are a lot of good ones that are out there, but... The one that's been recommended to us the most that we've discovered is Baxter Cluis's Cybersecurity Bootcamp. Now, y'all, it's really incredible because his program, compared to most other bootcamps that are out there, cybersecurity, they are $20,000, $25,000. He has a self-paced program, y'all, that is only $997. And this isn't something that I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just saying I believe it's great. I actually found out about it because I know someone who did the program and they were ranting and raving about how incredible it was. And that's why I had to connect with Baxter Clewis and ask them, hey, can you help our audience out with a discount? And so they're partnering with us to offer y'all a $100 discount. So that way, not only do you not have to pay the $20,000, $30,000, you can get $100 off that $997 price tag they already had. So look, use that discount if you want to do cybersecurity, which we think it's a dope industry, pays a lot. You want to do that? Make sure you use our discount so that way you can save yourself a hundred bucks and we'll see you in tech. So with you at your your age, because I mean, it's, it's really crazy. So you said you left the Discord community with those friends. That, so that wasn't a Discord community where y'all were talking about getting in tech or working in tech? Was that about something else? Yeah, so my friends that I met at the technical school, we have a Discord server. We talk about a lot of things. We have an idea chat of like code that we write, um, of like cybersecurity job openings and everything. But I mean, for the most part, you know, we'll be playing games in there and stuff. And so for me, it was like I had a goal. I just got a new I got I got into tech. So I just had my entry level network technician role. I have a, a, a very important certification I want to study for. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I think, like, although, I mean, we still got, I still like the, the the messaging group chat. So they'd send me, like, tech news and stuff like that, like, updates. Yeah. So I, I didn't, like, cut them out of my life. But the primary distraction is, like, the first time, every time I got on my computer, I opened Discord. Mm. So getting rid of that primary distraction of just, like, even having, like, Steam or, like, games on my desktop. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. So taking that and putting that on the back burner so I could focus for, it was just a summer. So two, yeah. three months. And that, that's really all it took for me to really progress forward in my career, like at a very aggressive rate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's really important to lock in in that way. And I uh, definitely commend you for that, because a lot of people don't get that. We uh we had a guest on recently, the Patreon community, we were able to see them uh, who were on recently. And they were talking about how people will spend so much time on Instagram or other platforms where essentially you're really wasting time. And it's like they'll be on there but won't spend all that time on LinkedIn or mm-hmm. GitHub or platforms where it's like, yo, it's like until you have a job in this industry, you you actually should lock in on GitHub and LinkedIn and platforms like that 
you know, at least until you get into the industry. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's really important for people to know the value of lock and even seasonally locking in. Like sometimes, yeah. okay, you get a job, okay, cool. But it's like, yo, when you want to get that promotion or you want to get, you want to do something, it's like you got to have periods of your life where you lock in. And I really respect the fact that at, I mean, first and foremost, that's the thing to respect. But then also we add like your age to it where, you know, it's kind of like this trope where it's like, oh, when people are at that age, they're not thinking about locking in. They're mm-hmm. just thinking about just having fun, doing this, doing that. But for you to be like, no, I could lock in for 60 days, 90 days to do what I need to do to take advantage of this opportunity that's in front of me. And it's some, it's like that doesn't sound like a long time. And it's not a long time. But it's like, man, if people really like took advantage of what you just shared, that could have like a huge impact on their life. Yeah, my uh, manager at the at the shoe store, she gave me like one thing that always stuck with me, and it was just about execute. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to execute, and yeah. like it's just one word can have just such a powerful meaning because that's what a lot of people lack. Like they're given all the resources, and now they have it, and they don't do anything with it. And so I think just knowing that, I think that's what really pushed me to because she didn't want me to work at a shoe store. She said, yeah. you're too smart to work here. Yeah. And so she that's what really pushed me to kind of get over that hump and do what I got to do. And like even recently, my friends had told me, like, you know, you're doing so much stuff for Grace and Tech, talking to students, you're talking to people's parents, you're going out and you're meeting people, take it to the big screen, you feel me? And so now I'm starting to post on Twitter. Um, my Instagram is definitely like a personal thing, but I'm definitely going to use that as a voice. And like LinkedIn, I'm posting on LinkedIn every week of just anything, anything that can help people. And I think that's that's definitely something that I want to do because I already do it at a local level. How hard is it to scale it up? Yeah. Yo, that's that's real, bro. You're definitely going to scale in a big way, not even just in this industry, but on just on social media, your brand, all of those things as well. And I think uh, people miss out on the value of having their own personal brand. And so one of the things that I appreciate about you when I was kind of looking through everything that uh, you had submitted in or your people had submitted in was like, I was like, yo, this dude is like really going places. And I was like, man, there's a great opportunity for one, for you to share your knowledge and information with our audience. But two, I was like, yo, it's going to be really dope for, for Texas the New Black to have had an opportunity to have interviewed you you know, along like your rise. Like that. You. So I definitely think that's dope, bro. Uh, super dope. So question from the Patreon community. Uh, they were sharing a boot camp that they're doing and saying that at the end of the boot camp, they're going to be given a, you said it was a security plus or networking plus. Security plus exam voucher. Yeah, they're going to be given a security plus exam voucher. And the question that they're asking to our guest Romani is what's other things that they should look into um, to grow their knowledge and help themselves stand out as a candidate. Um, so you're already doing the CTFs. You're already doing try hack me, uh, looking at other CTFs like hack the box, uh, over the wire, uh, things like that will definitely boost it. But my best bet is to, um, try the home lab. So I built my home lab out of things I found at Goodwill. So I got a router for $3. Um, I had an old laptop I got from my mom, um, bought a switch, which was the most expensive thing. It was like 60 bucks, but building out your home lab, you really learn a lot. And that's what actually helped me get a lot of people to connect with me. Because when you build out your home lab, not only are you working with virtual machines, which you should already be familiar with on TryHackMe, but you're working with network configuration, setup security, um, endpoint detection and response. Um, you're looking at digital forensics. Um, you can pretty much set up anything at your own leisure. And that's something you can actually put on your resume. Because at that point, you're a systems and network administrator. So why wouldn't you? Um, so looking at things that you can physically do, a tangible thing that you can produce to people, I'd say that's your best bet, especially with you going to the boot camp, getting security plus, make something that people can see. Yeah. 
Yo, I, I love that so much. All right, so um, so Romani, we've had an opportunity to talk, uh, to learn a lot about you and just bro, how you you've been in cybersecurity, <laughs> uh, man, since you were like, sound like since you were like eleven or twelve, like since you were yeah. like really young. <laughs> just that's really crazy. <laughs> and what's wild is how your how they how your moms took your game from you, and you still were still messing with technology. You just pivoted in terms of how you were going to do it. Yeah. On your computer and i think that's just there's so much value in that on on us knowing how to kind of navigate through things whenever we lose one opportunity that there's okay there's a, something else i could do instead that can help me in this, this way so just seeing your mentality and the way you think i'm like oh yeah bro you're gonna be a super beast like a super super <laughs> i mean you're already a super beast but i'm like man you, you're gonna be a, a serious problem it's funny because a lot of the things you talk about that you've done even even how you answered the last question and you mentioning like you know the, you know what you did where you used like an old laptop and you're the kind of technical person that people think I am when people know I work people know that I work in tech but <laughs> yeah. they don't understand how broad tech is yeah people are like yes yeah, Cyrus you work in tech you can help me with my computer right I'm like nah. I can't I can't uh, no I don't do all that stuff <laughs> but it's like I'm gonna tell I'm like yo Romani check him out he he can he can help you with all of that stuff uh but bro as we wrap bro like what's uh something you would love to leave the people with just a a resource or information or tip something that you think is really valuable for them i'd say just don't let anything stop you uh like we talked about locking in um if you want it you can go get it there's not an age limit on tech yeah uh there's not an age requirement it doesn't really matter if you're pivoting like i'm a believer and so i don't really believe i don't really think that if you're pivoting at 45 or 50 that you can't get into tech and now, we've gotta, had guests on here that are in their 50s yeah yeah so it's like if you think that if you think that there's an opportunity for you, just take it. Um, reach out to people on LinkedIn. Don't I think everybody's an extrovert. It just takes something to take the extrovert out of them. So mm. reach out to reach out to people on LinkedIn and do what you got to do to make your life better. Because that's really all it's about. 